Hello, everyone. It is Bryce back with another episode of Title Talk. Of course, here's LB. You know, we took the private Title Talk plane from Bora Bora, and he's back in his town now today. He had a big meeting. At a big meeting, big meeting. Can't really say much about it. Can't reveal much about it. But what's up, LB? How'd the meeting go? It went well. It went well. Um, I'm very happy to say that Title Talk is doing big things. Um, we're going places. I couldn't have done it without you, my friend, obviously. Uh, you started Title Talk about a couple years ago, and I just kind of showed up one day. Alonzo couldn't do it, and I was there, and we've had a blast ever since. So I should ask you, how are you today, Mr. Bryson, NFL? I'm great. I'm great. I yeah, actually got a lot of sleep. That's really good for me. I've, I've really need to sleep lately. It's, it's feeling like a nice fall day. I really want to buy football and just pass some football, run some routes, tackle some people. Like the other day, I was playing a golf tournament, and we were all walking out there, and you know the sun was shining, and I was in, and I was trying, I was like fitting people up and like pretending to tackle people and like running routes on the green and catching golf balls and throwing golf balls in the air and catching them with my hand. And people were just like, "Look at this dumb ape! Like, what is this guy doing?" Like he's literally throwing the throwing a golf ball twenty yards in the air and trying to catch it with one hand. He's not a golf player. He's literally just a big dumb ape. That's a W. That's a W because I can tell you right now, like if you have a ball in your hands and you're not throwing it up to yourself like twenty feet in the air and catching it and then doing like some sort of thing in your head where you're like, Oh my god, he caught it. He caught it. Can you believe it? Bryson makes the catch and the Patriots have won Super Bowl fifty six. Then you're like kind of an absolute loser. You know what I mean? You have to be a loser to not do that. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. I always do that. I always pretend like I'm Julian Edelman out there. And then I then I try to pretend like I'm Stephon Gilmore whenever I'm like playing like playing against someone or something. But I like just I like just like being a Landon Roberts and fitting people up on the golf course, tackling them, chugging some beers, hitting some balls pretty long. I just want to create a I just want to create a flag football league, play flag football, and dunk on nerds and maybe post my highlights on Twitter. Like yeah, today you know, flag football I had three a shotgun, three beers. I had seven catches for eighty yards. I had five interceptions. No big deal. Just start bragging about it everywhere. Look, man, I can tell you right now that um, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, and you should start doing that. And look, man, I think it's time that you take a trip up to Connecticut. We find a football field. We just play catch for like eight hours. I'll probably be vomiting all over myself, but that's fine. I mean, I'll get right back up. We'll play some more catch because I love playing catch. To me, like football is as simple as just like finding a football and playing catch and like using the sidelines. You can even go in the street and just use the streets, like, you know, like the the lines or the sidewalks as your uh, as your sidelines. It's a fucking blast. LB, you are not American if you don't walk outside on a 60 degree, 68 degree crisp fall evening and think, man, I just want to throw football. Or just give me a ball of some sort and let's throw it. I want to. I want to pretend to be Megatron and shit. <laughs> just pick up a basketball, <laughs> like a flat basketball that you found in like a Wait, lake. Actually, and something, <laughs> something cool happened to me. I was driving my car, and I saw two kids. I saw them. They were outside. Kids were outside. It was crazy. They were outside and they were throwing. They were throwing balls and they were. Uh, They're standing on the curbs, both of them. The curb. So they're both on the curbs, like pretending like the road was, I don't know, out of bounds or something, and they were throwing the basketball like a football to each other. And I was like, man, you know what? Good job right there. That's good. Good job. I like that. Dude, that was my favorite, favorite thing growing up. Um, when I watched the Julian Edelman special, it really made me think of my dad because the stuff that Edelman did with his dad was just like the stuff that my dad always did with me. Would play catch, hit throw it at all sorts of different angles, um, at my toes, at my up high sometimes, so I'd have to jump. Different hand placement to my left, to my right, to my, you know what I mean? And, and it honestly makes you such a better player. Certain things can make you a better football player. And it's as simple as just loving the game, having a football, going outside, playing catch with your friends, but not making it easy too. Some kids, they just want to be like, yo, throw it deep. like. The most important game of catch you can play is you and your buddy 10 to 20 yards apart, kind of change it up a little bit. 
and just throwing it at different angles. Like one minute I'm throwing it at your feet. The next minute I'm throwing it too high. Sometimes I throw it right at your face. Sometimes I throw it right at your chest. Sometimes they're easy. Sometimes they're really hard, but it actually works and makes you a better football player. And the best football players, man, I'm telling you, they just work on simple stuff. Like you can improve your hand eye just by playing catch all day. I used to just play catch for hours with my dad. I still try to get my brother Adam to do it with me. And and it's funny because um, my mom lives in the in-law next door. She'll she'll even still say, she'll be like, Adam, you know what you're doing, right? You just agreed to play catch with him. And he's like, yeah, I know. And she tells him like, yeah, well, you know what that means? And then I'm running inside. I'm putting on my cleats. I'm putting on my gloves. And I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting ready to go. Because playing catch to me is a serious, serious thing. Football is the greatest game there is, man. I mean, people need to appreciate it. It's the greatest game there is. Um, I don't actually mind the fact that they've softened it up a little bit because it's still very physical. I want football to last, brother. I want it to be here when uh, when we're old and gray. Oh, me too, me too. Unfortunately, I think in 80 years football won't exist it'll be very sad our grandchildren won't know what football is or their children might not know what football is but since you said that i'll be i'd like to get into like the packers game last night there's a there's a packers game on and talking about football you know there was a hit there's a helmet to helmet hit that was dirt a little dirty in my opinion but then at the end packers fans are showing this clip of i think a dn hitting one of their players and it really wasn't that bad did you see this play I'm guessing that you're talking about – are you talking about the play where Aaron Jones was held up or the running back was held uh, – maybe it wasn't Aaron Jones. Yeah, that, was the the, back was... that was the first hit. And then at the end of the game, there was another hit. I think it was Barnett. Yes, Barnett. Derek Barnett. Derek Barnett on Adams um, at, at the end of the game last, last there. And Derek Barnett was just kind of running up to catch to him. And he's like a big man. And if you've never played sports before, you'd be like, oh, Derek Barnett, dirty hit. And it's like, he's giant and he's running really fast. Your player who was also running really fast. And when all of this stops, things also have to stop and it takes a while. So I didn't think that was so dirty of a hit, but the beginning was a little bit dirty. I don't know, football sometimes, very questionable stuff. Look, we went through years and years of stuff with Gronk, right? Um sometimes things seem dirty they did right and we'd say that's a dirty hit that's a dirty hit on gronk and then you remember you know gronk's almost six foot seven he's 265 pounds he's hard to tackle you you do what you can to take this big large man down and we saw what happens to prime gronk when you don't try to tackle him the correct way 2011 versus redskins i'll use the best example i can think of Gronk was a man amongst boys. He was the type of guy that you really had to, you know, sometimes it might seem dirty, but there was no way to tackle the man. And I know that growing up playing the game, I was always taught, you know, if I used to go again, we actually talked about this on our last pod, the running back was bigger than me. And of course, in practice, I was surrounded by a lot of cowards. Um, I considered myself a very hard practice player. I loved practice because to me, practice was football and I loved football. So I always went against our running back, and he was a beast. 2,000 yards his senior year, incredible player, um, and he was a very large man. I've showed you the pictures in our chat, how he won all of these powerlifting competitions, very strong. He didn't like it, so I, I would hit him at the beneath, beneath his knees, at his shins, and I would wrap up in – it's not because I was trying to be dirty, but I'm not getting run over by you, man. I, I'm in practice. I'm trying to get better. I'm going against somebody who is – um, physically way more imposing than I am. So I'm going to hit you low. And sometimes he took that the wrong way, but at the same time, you could take it the wrong way. I'm not trying to get run over by you in front of everybody. LB, that is facts. That's really facts right there. It was, it wasn't really a bad football play at the end there. Packers fans kind of crying a little bit. Something else Packers fans can cry about. Aaron Rodgers, four incompletions from the one-yard line are the most by any quarterback in any quarter from one from the one over the last 40 seasons. No quarterback has had that many incompletions in one quarter, let alone a single drive. So Aaron Rodgers at the end, four plays from the goal line, can't get it done. Everyone blames everyone, but Aaron Rodgers, amazing. Ended in, ended in an interception. I could have swore this game was going to OT. And then, you know what, I actually, it's funny, LB, because I tweeted, 
I tweeted a reverse jinx. I did this all the time. I said, this game's going overtime, no doubt about it. And was just thinking about Aaron Rodgers making the making the bad play at the end there. And he did. Amazing. Amazing. Packers, you know, Aaron Rodgers playing against weak Eagles, Eagles secondary. The Packers fan told us that their their defense was amazing. And uh, they got carved, LB. They got carved. I'll uh, I'll actually defend the Packers a little bit here. Not so much Rodgers. I will say um, the Packers are still in great shape. They've had a great run so far. They played a good team. I think you and I would both agree the Eagles are no slouches. I know that the secondary is not very good right now, but some teams are battle-tested. You know, The Eagles just won a Super Bowl not that long ago. They didn't just lose to bums. Um, as far as the interception goes, so, I mean... I don't agree with the throw. It was probably pass interference. Look, get over it. Those types of situations in the game, I don't want flag. I don't want flags. Okay, I mean, I want to see plays like that. I want exciting football. Rodgers threw it into contested coverage, and I mean, he paid for it. It got intercepted. He had a great night. He played the best game he's played all year. Truthfully, he's been a game manager really up until this point. Um, they asked him to do a little bit more, and he kind of effed up. You know, he, he threw a pass that was, um, I think, anybody that's watching it, if if you can watch it all you want, okay? I don't care if you're a Packers fan. You can watch that play a million times. If you're telling me that he made the right decision to throw to that wide receiver at that moment where you have two guys right there and a third guy just kind of lurking, waiting for that tip pass, I mean, that's kind of what you get. Rodgers had a great night. The Packers defense did not have a great night. Um, I respect both organizations. Truthfully, I do. I respect both organizations. They're both very good organizations. I think Rodgers is a great quarterback. I don't think he's top five anymore. Um, he's probably more in that eight to ten range at this point in his career. He had a great night, but he did make a mistake. You can't throw that pass. And at the same time, you can't count on a pass interference there. Refs do not want to throw that, right? I mean, am I wrong? We've seen that same play a, a million times. We've seen people say, oh, well, Brandon Browner should have been it should have been a pass. And a, hey, get out of here with that stuff. Just play the game. You know, let it let things unfold. You know, all in all, the Packers are still in great shape. They're three and one. In my opinion, they're one of the best teams in the NFC. Um, but also, in my opinion, and some Rogers apologists might take this the wrong way. I think they're better off with him being in that game manager role for the most part. When they ask him to do more, they don't win. I don't respect either organizations. Both bums. Bums. Poverty. Poverty. Bums. No. I like the Eagles. I like the Eagles roster. I like Carson Wentz. I like the Eagles offense. Like their defense, aside from their crappy secondary, but they will they will win some games. They'll occasionally come together and be good and make some plays, and they'll grab a little bit. But I like the Eagles, so not a terrible loss for the Packers, but also their defense might not be as great as they think. Nope, nope, and they I, got cooked. They got they they got cooked last night. After after their offense, it seems like all season after their offense run goes to the second half where coaches make the best adjust, adjustments. Hey, they don't do it. They don't score in the second half. You know, the the Packers have the Packers have really struggled in the second half. It seems we saw them light up the Vikings very early on in the first quarter. Rodgers had this insane first quarter, um, and then they just you know they kind of flipped the switch, and all of a sudden they went the other way. They weren't very good. Um, the Bears game, you know, they beat the Bears, but at the same time, how good is Mitch Trubisky? I've tried defending him at times because he's had some great NFL games. If you look at his game logs, he's had some great NFL games. I think that he has talent, but consistently he's just not there. Uh, Kirk Cousins is a guy that I've never liked. I just feel like he's always messed up at the worst time possible every time I've ever watched him play. So the Vikings are, you know, eh, whatever. How good are the Packers? In my opinion... Because Rodgers is Rodgers, and he's still a top 10 QB, and because if you ask him to be a game manager, he can actually be a very good game manager. And that's it's ironic because that's the type of stuff that we've heard crap about for, you know, 30 years. 
from these Packers fans because in Brady's first few Super Bowl wins, they claim he was a game manager, which I can actually argue against. Brady led the NFL in touchdown passes in 2002. Um, he was doing much more than game manager stuff. It's just the stats don't compare because it was a different NFL back then. Story for another day. But when Rodgers has been asked to be a game manager, they're fine. When you ask him to throw it 42 times or more, eh, he's not Brady. Did you see that statistic today? There's a, a I retweeted it. Did you see it by any chance? I think I, I'm think I'm pretty certain of all most of the quarterbacks, the best quarterbacks' record when they throw for over 40 times, over 50 times, and none of them are very good, aside from our main man Tom Brady. I'm gonna find it right now. So you go ahead. You find something to talk about. I'm gonna find it right now and i've actually you, you gotta admit i i have actually started to defend rogers more um i'm defending the packers a bit here because they do have a rookie head coach they are three and one i'm gonna try to find this real quick i don't know if i can you know I, i'm a football guy i love football um i don't just want to sit here and bash rogers all the time i know how you are i don't think you do either um I, I've seen you. I know how you are about Peyton Manning, correct? You love Peyton Manning. The God, Peyton Manning. Also, and what is it that you loved about Peyton so much? Peyton Manning knew what deodorant you were using during the game. Every single person. He knew what deodorant you were using. He knew what cleats you were using. If you tied them in a double knot. He knew the 40. <laughs> Double knot. I love it. He knew so get 40. this. He knew, he knew which way you'd go on a pump fake. Peyton Manning's a goat. Mr. Ed Reed. Yeah, no, you said a goat. That's fine. And In my opinion, I, I know that you have him second. I have Joe Montana. We should pod about it sometime, actually. That sounds like a good pod episode. It would be hard for me to argue um, against Peyton as the second best ever because I'm a huge Peyton guy as well. Believe it or not. Um, okay, career win-loss record when attempting 42-plus passes. Okay, are you ready for this, Bryson? I'm ready. Aaron Rodgers, 6-19. and 19. Do you want to go ahead and guess Tom Brady? I think Tom Brady, when thrown, is he – does he have over 20 wins? He does, yeah. Is he... I'll, I'll, I'll give you this much. He has. They both have the exact same amount of losses. So Tom Brady's twenty-seven and sixteen. Uh, I'm sorry. I said Aaron Rodgers six and nineteen. So go oh. ahead and try it again. Twenty-seven and nineteen. Very, very, very close. Come on now. Go up a little bit. Thirty-one. Oh, you're right there. Thirty and nineteen for Tom Brady. When attempting forty-two plus passes. Thirty and nineteen. Just six and nineteen. That's incredible. Yeah, Tom Brady's won multiple playoff games, multiple playoff runs where the Patriots said, F this. We're passing the ball. We can't run the ball. We're just completely not running the ball. Blunts out of the game. We're just gonna pass the ball 50, 40 times. And they went. It's honestly incredible. You know, Tom Tom is the GOAT by a large, large margin. People can cherry pick stats all they want. That's fine. I get it. You don't like Tom. Um, at this point, I, I, I love when people will like – they'll tweet me and they're like, I hate Tom Brady so much, but he's the GOAT and it's not even close. Those are my favorite tweets because us Patriots fans, you know, he's the GOAT to us. He was the GOAT to me before he won his fourth Super Bowl, truthfully. You know what I mean? So when I get tweets like that from people who hate his guts, those are the best ones. Absolutely, LB. We can talk about – another fan base that the Patriots fan base loves to tease. And that's the Chiefs fans. We'll talk about them after our little Jets, not Jets, um, Bills Patriots preview. Because the Patriots going to Buffalo, you know, last year, pretty rowdy crowd. What do you think about this Buffalo uh, Buffalo Pats game, LB? A lot of people are really hyped for it. A lot of people think it's a big, big game. Actually, on GM Street, they didn't even talk about this game. Lombardi didn't talk about this game at all. It just searched through it, didn't find any of it. And if they did, it was for under 30 seconds. So they really didn't have much to say about it. So this battle of the undefeated teams, AFC, is, AFC East is the only team that has two undefeated teams in their conference. So W to the AFC East and L to everyone who thinks the AFC East sucks. What do you think about this game? What do you think about this game? Patriots offense. What do you think, LB? 
I don't, I don't think it's game. Um, I don't say that being cocky with all due respect to the bills. I know that, um, you yourself, you, you had a little fun last week. You said the AFC sucks so bad, you know, but yet we have two, three and O teams, right? Um, I, I love the fact that three and O I do, uh, so far, our first three combined opponents are 0-9. I personally think that's a little bit eh. I'm not a huge fan of um, opponent record loss because if the Patriots lost all three games, their opponents would be, you know, 3-6. and six. Is that much better? I mean, I don't know. So you can lose all three games and all of a sudden your opponents look good. If you're a good team, you beat them, you add on to their win-loss record. You know, hopefully people understand what I'm saying. I won't spend spend much time on it. Um, and then you have the Bills coming in. 3-0. I'm not impressed by probably any of their wins. It's because, and here's why. Okay, at least the Patriots, and I've touched on this with you in the past few weeks. The Patriots are playing teams that they should pummel, and they're pummeling them. I've seen Patriots teams that had good records that would pummel bad opponents and also at the same time kind of let them slip through the back door and the game would be 34 to 20 or the game would be, you know, 28 to 21. And it it was closer than it should have been. Or Jacksonville. What year was that when Patrick Chung had two interceptions and he picks them off the last minute Um, a couple years ago and that Jacksonville team was terrible. So there's times where you can not be a great defense and it kind of shows when you face bad teams. But when you're a good defense and you play bad teams, you allow three points in three games. And that's not including the pick six or the muffed pump by Gunner. So if anybody's following me right now at home, um, I'm saying the Patriots defense is very good. They're schooling people. Luke Falk, an NFL QB, granted he's not the starter. Granted, he's not the second stringer. He's the third stringer. What did they do to Luke Falk? They made him look like the third stringer. He had 98 yards passing. He was sacked five times. I mean, come on. When they face bad QBs, they should make those QBs look bad. They've done that. They've done their part. Next on that list is Josh Allen. Josh Allen is not a good QB. I've said this all offseason. I'll stand by it. If he torches the Patriots, I will tweet Monday morning. I'll say I was totally wrong about Josh Allen. He's actually a very good quarterback if he has a good day. If he sucks and he gets a win, I'm not going to say that. But the Patriots defense will obliterate Josh Allen. Truthfully, they will. He's as bad as uh, – he's, he's Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's Ben Roethlisberger with no elbow. He's – you know, Luke Falk, I guess. He's probably better than Luke Falk, truthfully. He's probably better than Luke Falk. You know, maybe he'll have 150 yards passing, but we saw him last year versus this very, pretty much very same defense, and he looked like dog shit, except this Patriots defense is actually better. I don't buy in on Josh Allen for one second. I don't buy in on this Bills team for one second. I'm not trying to be a dick. I will respect the fact that the Bills are at home, so I'll say the Patriots win I don't know, nine, maybe they get three field goals. How do they score a touchdown? You tell me, Bryson. I like it, LB. I like it a lot. I'm just going to go section by section here of what I think for the game. So Patriots offense, you know, a lot of people say they struggled in Buffalo uh, last year. Maybe true, but they also allowed, I think, three points to Derek Aronson, who's a much better passer than Josh Allen, actually. And the Patriots offense in that second game against the Bu- the Buffalo Bills at home, that was a completely different Patriots offense. That was when Josh Gordon left. The team was like, that's when the team was just starting, just starting to like form into that running style offense. And Tom Brady, in my opinion, wasn't, wasn't his best in either of these games. Um, in the first game, his like just the, what he was doing, his throws, how he's throwing, just didn't look that good at all. But in the first game, they did try to spread the bills out and they did try to just run 11 with James white, get quick passes against the bills defense. And you know, the numbers will say that the bills aren't good against a run and they're pretty good against the pass. I think it's actually the opposite. And the bills are actually when Andy Dalton actually uh, drove the ball down the field, when he actually, they passed the ball down the field, he actually had some success with it. And when the, when the Bengals just, um, handed it off on first down and didn't do any play action, anything like that. 
and just kind of the Bills linebackers. You can see them licking their chops. They want to smack the they want to smack the shit out of the running backs on first down. So the Bills are just built to stop the run. So I think the, it, the Patriots might have a hard time running the ball, especially because their offensive line hasn't been very good um, run blocking. So a lot of play action, a lot of screens, taking care of that undisciplined rush from the Bills. They kind of run rush uphill side to side really fast. The Patriots will take advantage of that. 10 to 20 yards, middle of the field. You know, I think they're like guys like Trey White, they do tend to bite a little bit. There will be some opportunities for Josh Gordon down the field. Julian Edelman's supposed to play. His bags are packed. He's traveling with the team. So he's he's gonna probably be a game game time decision, but I think he'll end up playing. So that's really good for the Patriots offense. If it's not, then they'll obviously struggle way more because without without Edelman, this offense is more like a t- top I don't even know. It's not really a great offense at all with that with no Edelman. So I, th- I think what the what the Patriots will do, they'll just attack the Bills. They'll spread them out. They'll use Ryan Izzo to block the front a little bit because the Bills like to just play coverage. And I think the Patriots will block their four man rush, their five man rush, pretty well, and they'll end up just completing passes and shredding the Bills. Like I don't, I don't think, I don't think the Bills are just going to be able to consistently stop the Patriots unless the Patriots are just like. We're just going to run the ball on first down all the time. Here's our big tight formation with two, with the fullback with Jacob Johnson and Ryan Izzo, two wide receivers. Uh, I, I, I agree so much. I agree I so much. I Please keep that, going. I just agree so much. Exactly. I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're just going to, you know, even if they do, they'll just they'll pass a lot out of those formations and they'll pass on the Bills. I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, a lot of people think the Patriots are going to run on the Bills. But you know, also the Bills' pass rush, in my opinion, not that great. Uh, I think their defensive line isn't really that great. They're really built to stop the run. But when they do, when they do get the tee off on third and ten, they can get some push. But I think, I think the Patriots will just early and often go to play action, um, use misdirection screens, join them over the middle. Josh Gordon down the field. They'll push the ball. I think that's what they'll do, and they'll have a fairly time tough. Uh, easy time doing it. And as for um, as for defense, LB, um, I don't see how Josh Allen is going to score on this defense. As you just said, the Patriots have like literally the best rush defense in the NFL. They also have the best pass rush in the NFL, second best pass rush and adjusted sack rate. They also have the best secondary in the NFL. By far, they have the best pass defense in the NFL. So they have the best pass defense in the NFL. They have the best run defense in the NFL. And they also are like have the second best pass rush in the NFL and adjusted sack rate. You know, the it's just gonna be really tough for the Bills to just move the ball because I think what they'll do, the thing the big thing I like is just sticking the matchups, the corners on the wide receivers. I think John Jones takes Beasley. I think that's probably the most important wide receiver for Josh Allen. I think Gilmore takes Brown, John Brown. Great point. Great point. I'm or, both. Or or he just or they just kind of switch a little bit. If Beasley goes outside, Gilmore takes him or whatever. But I think Gilmore should be on Brown. And then Dawson Knox also had a really big game. He's he's kind of a decent player, and they like to get him the ball. The Bills like to run the ball to the outside a whole lot. They like they they probably ran five end arounds against the Bengals. So the Patriots really got to set the edge, and I think they'll do that fairly easy with all the guys they have now. Well, I think what they'll do is they'll just take John Simon out there, Jamie Collins, Kyle Van Noy. Danny Shelton, Lawrence Guy, they'll put big guys in the middle and athletic guys to set the edge on the outside like they've been doing, and they'll contain Josh Allen, play coverage, and make him beat him. Kind of treat him like a running back that can throw and just stay in his lanes. Don't let don't let him get out of the pocket because when he does have a clean pocket and his first read, like he's gonna hit it. Like if he has a wide open check down, he's gonna hit it. He's actually gonna do that if he has a clean pocket. So they just need to cl- uh, clutter things up a little bit. Get the athletic guys on the edge, set the edge. And I, I really like the spread is seven, and I just don't think that's enough. Like, if you think about it, the if you say the Patriots at their worst, what are they going to score? Set like at their worst, the Bills play really good. Seven, 24. Points? Okay, I'd 24. say 24. I'm not buying it. They only score 20, right? Let's, yeah, let's get let's say they only score 21. How many, and if the Bills. I don't see the Bills scoring more than ten. Like no way. So like the spread is still not enough. Like I'm hammering, I'm hammering seven all day long. I don't think this game's going to be. I think it might be competitive for a little bit, but 
the game's probably not going to be that close. Like it may it may feel close, but it's not going to be close in my opinion. They're going to have a really tough time moving the ball in the Patriots, and I think the Patriots kind of just do what they want on offense with Julian Edelman. I love everything you just said, truthfully. Um, whenever I, I find a chance to disagree with you, I like to take it just so that we don't seem too, you know, homerish. But I totally agree, okay? Because it's not it's not the Patriots fan of me saying this. And it's not even like I hate the Bills because I don't. Um, I'm actually happy the Bills are 3-0. and I think that NFL Twitter has turned us into a bunch of Let's watch AFC East teams win, <laughs> right? Like to a point where we almost root for the other AFC East teams. The Bills are a fine team. They're a fine team. You know, they're good enough to win some games in the NFL. Um, but let's be honest here. They're not the New England Patriots level. They're just not even close. Josh Allen is not even close to the level of he's, – he's not even a top 15 QB. I mean, I guess – I'll try to give him some credit for being 3-0, but, I mean, he's mostly sucked, truthfully. He's mostly been bad. Um, he had one game with over a 100 rating, and that was versus Giants, who Mike Evans had, what, like 180 yards and three touchdowns or something, first them in the half. So, I mean, truthfully, the Bills are not a good football team. <sighs> I, You know, it sounds like we're being haters because they're AFC East teams, right? Or am I crazy? In comparison to the Patriots, the Bills are not a very good uh, football team. Yeah, that's fair. That's totally fair. That's a much way to beta. That's that's like the way to put it, truthfully, is that in comparison, they're not a good team. Um, in 2019, they might be a perfectly fine football team that might win eight, nine, who knows, maybe even ten games. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but I think the Patriots are going to really um, take Josh Allen to the woodshed, and he's going to be – Josh Allen's about to have the worst game of his NFL career, which is a lot considering he's had some pretty shitty games. I just don't see it, man. Like, I know we, we talked about their weapons. Like you said, John Brown, very good. I think that you told me earlier, what's his PFF grade? No clue, but he's top 10 in football outsiders for wide receivers. Okay, okay, that's fair. I know I know that you told me something like that. John Brown's having a good year. Um, Cole Beasley, their slot corner. I mean, John Jones. The, the Patriots are just totally prepared to shut so many teams down, truthfully. I just don't see how the Bills can beat them. That's not me being a dick. That's not me being a homer. I just don't see it. That I mean, I just don't see it. The defense will create short fields. If Tom Brady has Edelman and Gordon um, – and James White and, you know, the running backs contribute a little bit. They should win by about 20 points. Yeah, I think so, too. And if you're a Patriots fan, you're probably really excited for this game. You probably do want to see the Patriots kick the shit out of the Bills. But what I am excited to see, I'm going to look into the future. Patriots beating the shit out of the Bills. It's going to be amazing. They're going to be rowdy. Their fans are going to start to talk shit by probably tonight or tomorrow. There haven't been a lot of shit talk from Bills fans, really. Not so much yet. And they're excited to be 3-0. and We're excited to be 3-0, and obviously. But the Patriots are going to smack the shit out of the Bills. And everyone's going to go, oh, okay. So the Bills defense was what we thought was a good defense. And the Patriots defense is like probably what we think is one of the best defenses of all time. Nope. They're just going to say the Bills suck. They're going to say the AFC East sucks. Exactly. That's exactly. Yeah. That's, that's the exact opposite. They're going to say, we're going to say, wow, this Patriots defense is on another level and their offense can move the ball pretty easily against this Bills defense, which people told us was good. But then NFL Twitter will say, well, it's just the Bills. Yep. Combined record. Um, what would that be now? <laughs> something in nine three and nine combined record of their opponents is three and nine well they just be a own you know three and oh team but we already know what to expect the bills will get no credit if they lose period they'll just be bums yeah precisely okay. but new house i think is he's sick but i think he's gonna play so that's pretty good for the patriots so I think they're going to – if they can just block their front, like they're going to have a pretty easy time in my opinion. And I hope and hope to God Edelman plays because if Edelman doesn't play, it's going to be a much tougher game. But they could probably still win a game in the high teens or low 20s anyway because their defense is so good. They're going to give them short fields. And you know Josh Allen's going to throw them 
four or five picks a game or interceptable <laughs> balls. He's going to throw in four yes, or five interceptable He's going to do four to five really stupid, dumb things. And then, like, yep. Jamie Collins is going to be chasing him. He's going to throw a sideline ball to Stephon Gilmore, who's going to intercept the, intercept the pass for a pick six. Like, he's going, to, he's going to do a lot of really dumb stuff, Josh Allen is. He's going to throw you balls, get you in a good field position. And then the cowardly Stephen Gaskowski is going to make those kicks and bump <laughs> I love that take. You know I love that take. Oh, my God, I hate that guy. I hate him so much. It's incredible. So, what else from this game, LB? Is there any, is there any going to be any uh, dildos on the field? Do we think so? I mean, I we hope so. Yeah, I, I mean, hope so. There, there probably is. I, fi- I find it very odd that Buffalo fans like to write Brady's, dildo, Brady's name on a dildo and throw it on the field after they somehow snuck it into the game. Just no find shit. it odd. Find it odd. I mean, did it come in with a female? Did it come in with a man? If it came in with a female, that's fine. That's actually kind of, you know, kind of kind of hot. If it comes in with a guy, man, shame on you. Shame on you twice. You know what? Shame on you three times. One, for having it. Two, for sticking up your ass. And three, for just having it up your ass. And then making fun of Tom Brady afterwards for it. Yeah. How are you going to make fun of Tom? Look, I get it. You guys hate Tom Brady. But you know what? Come on. Like, all these teams would literally suck on that device to have Tom Brady as their quarterback. Maybe they did. That's not even the – you know what's funny is that's not even the craziest thing to come out of Buffalo. Do you remember the Kiko Alonso story? I mean, if you don't want to get into it and describe it, just look it up. Anybody listen to this? Just look up the Kiko Alonso jersey Buffalo. Just Google it. All right? Or just Google the – Butt chug, Buffalo. Butt oh. chug, Buffalo. I, I actually want to party with them. I think they seem like really cool people. Yeah, they actually kind of do, LB. Another, <laughs> another good, another good friend, thing for the Patriots, LB. They've allowed 1.7 third down conversions per game in 2019. The next best is Dallas with 2.3. On the road, still one game, but still only two. Last year, they allowed... 4.6 third down conversions wow. per game, and that would be good for number nine on this list. Number ten, actually, number ten on this list. So right now they're at an incredible pace, and if I'm not mistaken, they're number one in net net yards per game, which is offensive yards uh, yards per play. I meant net yards per play, offensive yards per play minus defensive yards per play. They're number one in that too. So the Patriots are the best team. They don't allow opponents to get yards at all. They literally don't allow them to have but one and a half third down conversions per game in garbage time when someone decides to pick on, I don't know, our worst player on the team, which is coverage-wise, like Juwan Bentley. Who's probably starting for their team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's incredible right now what they're, what they're doing on defense, man. Let's let's also see, you know what for the for the offensive line, uh, a lot of people worried about the offensive line, worried about losing James Devlin. We went over it last podcast. Look, James Devlin is awesome. He's a great man, team captain, but he is a fullback, and the Patriots have another fullback, and they'll use him. And if you're mad at me for saying that James Devlin is replaceable, what you need to do, he's replaceable. Is, what you need to do is you need to Google. How much Aaron Donald is worth per game in Vegas, and that's the, probably the best defensive player in the NFL. Google how many points he's worth per game. Tell me how. Tell me how much it is, and then slap yourself for thinking that James Devlin is replaceable. Just slap yourself. You can do that. Jacob Johnson is going to be fine. And as the running game, I think the running game will improve. You know, the years past, if you look in the Patriots September's, I've actually come on this podcast in September and wonder, wondered why the run game wasn't as good. But I think it's more of like a continuity thing. You know, the Patriots running scheme, a lot of pulling, a lot of new guys, new faces, two new players on the line. Like, it's going to take some time. But eventually, I think that they will be fine because their passing game is good right now with Julian Edelman. So their running game will also probably be good. And I'm not worried about it at all, their offensive line. I can get with that. I totally agree. Um, look, if this was 2015, I'd be worried. But they have Scar. They have Dante. He's there. Um, it's not ideal to lose starting linemen. 
but they'll be okay. I think that they'll make it work because Dante Skarnakia is one of the greatest coaches, not just, you know, position coaches, just one of the greatest coaches ever. Um, I mean, it's amazing that he's been in New England as long as he has been because he's so good. But they'll be fine. I'm not worried about that. Um, the Bills' defense is good. It's not Patriots-level good. That's just the truth. That's not, you know, as my brother's trying to put my cat's rear end in my face. Hi, little Newt. Hi, little Newt. Hi, baby. Give me a kiss. Mwah! I give my cat a kiss on the pod. W. Say gay. <laughs> she's a good girl. She's the one that always, like, she thinks I'm her mommy, so, you know, she's a good girl. I mean, Bills fans would probably think that we're just hating. It's like, I'm actually happy that the Bills are 3-0. and It's it's fun. It makes this a fun game. Um, if we lose, it won't be fun. It'll actually be, like, the worst experience in quite some time, and I'll be miserable. But the fact is, the Bills are playing good football, good enough football right now. Patriots are playing better football, and the Patriots will win. That's a WLB. I think we can we can safely move on from the Bills Patriots. I'm gonna have my score 24, Patriots 24, Bills six. Okay. I never like to go underneath 30, but I'll give the Bills some credit. I hate going underneath 30. I'll say 29 feels weird because that's a lot of field goals. Um, so the page, I want to say the Patriots scored three touchdowns and two field goals, which puts us at what, 27? So I'll say Patriots 27, Bills 9. Yeah, that works for me. If, I just still want to see the shutout, the defensive oh. touchdown shutout. I think it's going to happen. Me too. You think it'll happen? Yeah, unless, you know, Josh Allen throws like what was your What was your score again, would you say? 24 to 6. Okay, so you're thinking touchdown shutout. Okay, I agree. So I was thinking more like three field goals. Same time, I don't even know how they get down the field deep enough for three field goals. So that will be the only way they score. The only way they score is if they start playing Cole Beasley's uh, mixtape. He has a mixtape. He has an album. <laughs> Get the f- no way. Yes, he does. Go look it up. Cole Beasley on Spotify. You'll find it. You'll find him right there. Um, the, the only way they're going to score is they start playing it and then, you know, Stephon Gilmore and J-Mac and J.C. Jackson are like, what the, what is this? Garbage. This is trash. And as they're doing it, Josh Allen's, um, Josh Allen's best, not best receiver, but, um, Josh Allen's most interesting receiver, who most notably um, jumped naked out of a window, and Zay Jones. It was. Um, he's my X factor, by the way. I'm happy you reminded me. He's my X factor. I feel like he might have a game. Well, you know, some people are saying he did this when he found out Josh Allen was quarterback and he read his racist tweets. Oh. <laughs> You're some joking. people are saying this. I'm You're not joking. I'm just saying. Some people are saying it's not me, but some people are saying that when Jay <laughs> Jones had some racist tweets, he really wasn't very happy about it. He's like, F this and just jumped out of a window. You're and telling me he jumped out a window naked. May, he may or may not have uh, been on Somali. Now, I don't know. He was naked. He was naked. It was a- <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Why did you do that? I don't know. Drugs had a lot to do with it, but also Josh Allen being racist, maybe. You know, Josh Allen getting the pass. Oh, his old his his old tweets were great. His old tweets are great. But I, Zay Jones, I I asked you about him earlier. I, I'm guessing that you saved this for tonight. I even said to you, I said, whatever happened to that guy, Zay Jones? He was pretty good. <laughs> he jumped out a window naked. He Come did. on, man. He had, he, actually, he had more yard. He's going to have more yards jumping out of the window than he's going to have yards on Sunday. <laughs> just book it. Just book it. I'm legitimately fucking crying. Excuse, excuse my F-bombs. I'm sorry. I'm legitimately crying. Hey, Jones. How did crap. you get ready for the season? Well, you know, I just I got naked. naked. <laughs> you guys think a press from a, a man-to-man press oh my God. from Stephon is tough? I just jumped out of an effing window. Naked. <laughs> I just jumped now, out of a window. 
You're a male. Like a imagine, real man. Imagine jumping out of a window naked. Imagine the possibilities. Think yeah, about imagine. what goes first. Think about what's imagine. in front of you. Yeah, imagine that. He was really the first thing to hit the glass. You're joking. Oh. Yeah, so I would do they, that. You know, it's going to be one of those things where Cole Beasley is playing on a loudspeaker and Zay Jones just goes off. You know, maybe he's had a little bit of coke. Who knows? He'll but, probably actually have a good game. I have a feeling about Zay Jones. I do. Six I catches, 88 yards. On him. Yeah, and he's, I, he's actually a decent little player. I think so, too. I didn't realize he jumped out dick first into a window. I never noticed that part. There's but... blood everywhere, buddy. No way, dude. That is so, like, not funny, but funny. And and you swear that was when yes. he – people said it was because they drafted Josh Allen. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was actually me. I just made that up right now. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> Holy sh- – I hate you, man. I was, like, in tears. I was thinking, like, imagine, like, your NFL team. <laughs> imagine the team you trade for. Drafts a quarterback, and you just say, you know what? I don't need this thing. I'm just going like to jump sports, out this window. It sounds like a sports talk just uh, tweet. Wow, tough scene here in Buffalo. Zay Jones just jumped out of a window naked when he realized Josh Allen was his quarterback, and his completion percentage is under 50. You know, I actually liked Zay as a rookie. He was pretty good, right? Oh, only in Buffalo, buddy. Am I, I must be muted. No. Nope, I'm not muted. Only in You're Buffalo. Not. Only in Buffalo. Only in Buffalo, man. Holy crap. I love that city. One day I'm going to party with them. I, I swear to God, I'll buy like any – I'll buy a – I swear to you, I will buy a Bills jersey. If there's any one franchise that I will break my code for, it's them. I will let them think that I am a Bills fan. I just want to see what it's like to like live in that moment. Do you know what I mean, man? Um, I also want to see Stephon Gilmore intercepting passes in Buffalo again so Buffalo Bills fans can weep and they'll talk about their delighted Dre White who is trash compared to Stephon Gilmore. I'll never forget the time that you said that what Gronk did wasn't dirty and you're going to be like, oh my god. Ah, Bryson. Bryson, Bryson, NFL. Bryson, NFL, you crazy SOB. Hey, I mean, uh, Trey White gets to hold Gronk all game, and it's only fair that he gets to drop an elbow on him. Maybe you're right, man. Truthfully, I mean, you know what? You are right. We need more of that in the NFL. LB, you know what else we should talk about from Twitter? Let me please, oh, please, let's talk about Twitter. It's Chiefs fans and their 85 Bears defense that they said, um, I'm going to quote a Chiefs fan. It's going to be a bloodbath because their defense. Rigard, Rigard. That was Rigard. I saw it. A bloodbath. You know their defense is ranked twenty-first in, in Football Outsiders DVOA. It's not good. They paid a lot of money for Frank Clark. He's not great. He's okay. He's a pretty good player occasionally. Their secondary stinks, and the Patriots have like the Patriots' entire secondary. Graded better PFF than the Chiefs' first five, top five graded players. Chiefs fans think their defense is good. And it's funny, LB. They say the Patriots don't play anyone, but Patriots undefeated against the Chiefs. Two free wins, baby. Two free wins. You know what? And that was with the MVP QB. And our defense didn't even hit on all cylinders, really, until that Chiefs game. Granted. They did allow all those points in the second half, but I mean, I mean, come on. Yeah, Andy Reid in September, always amazing. I've seen this movie 100 times before. Their defense stinks, their offensive line isn't great. The Chiefs fans are just, like, putting their team in the Super Bowl. Like, the last time the Chiefs won a Super Bowl wasn't 1970, and, like, the Patriots don't exist. The Patriots just beat the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game at Arrowhead. With Chris Hogan at wide receiver too. Just let that sink in. Yeah, that's bad. It's very bad. They allowed over so they, 30 points with Chris Hogan at wide receiver too. So let me ask you now. You know, let me ask you a question, Bryson. How do you feel about this stupid, dumb ass take? The Patriots signed Antonio Brown to beat the Chiefs. 
Oh, boy. You know, it's funny because every time the Patriots, um, every time we talk about the Patriots getting a player or Antonio Brown or whatever, the Chiefs fans are like, oh, scared of the Chiefs? You guys are scared. And I, I really haven't thought much of the Chiefs. You know, they, they play the Chiefs later in the season. They are undefeated against Chiefs. The Patriots got Antonio Brown because the Patriots know it's going to be kind of tough to run, have a like a run-first offense win the Super Bowl again. That's what the Patriots thought. They thought that they they could find a way to upgrade their team and have one of the best players in the NFL on their team. And so they did because an advantage is an advantage. Yeah, I mean, they added Antonio Brown to the, the Chiefs, roster. Hey, so they could LB, did the, Chief, did the Chiefs add Frank Clark because they're scared of the Patriots? Wow, you're so right. That's exactly why they're they added Frank the Clark. They're scared of the Patriots. They were like, they were like uh, you know what we need? Uh, secondary. Frank Clark. We need a secondary. No, Frank Clark. Pay a lot of money for him now and trade a pick. It's Brady's shaking idea. his boots. Brady literally can't sleep at night. Like he's laying with Giselle in bed with his six Super Bowl rings, and he's like, "Oh my God, Frank Clark's coming. He might beat you, Giselle, because he beats women." I've got bad news for you, Chiefs fans. If Julian Edelman's healthy, Tom Brady's going to run through your your defense. Like a hot knife through butter, and the the Chiefs' offense by then will obviously come down. It won't be as amazing as it is in September, and maybe they get shut out again in the first half. And the the Patriots' defense is also way better this year. Better pass rush, better coverage. Chiefs' offense is very good. Don't get me wrong, but the Patriots' defense is also very good. Is the Chiefs' offense as good as the Patriots' defense is as good? What's better, Chiefs' offense, Patriots' defense? Patriots defense because be. offense is it's harder to play defense. So when you have a really good defense, um, I actually tweeted this to some Chiefs fans the other night. I said the Patriots defense is better than your offense, and I totally agree. Exactly, exactly. Um, Chiefs fans, what you need to do is just you need to be quiet. You just need to be a little bit quiet. Enjoy your uh, enjoy your playoff exit before the Super Bowl, and if you do make to the Super Bowl. Um, the Chiefs will not be winning the Super Bowl. Their defense is far too bad. It's not mediocre like you claim to be. And I actually appreciate all the Patriots fans yesterday because it's not too often on Twitter I actually just go at people. And I decided to go at Chiefs fans yesterday because Chiefs fans, like, I just made one comment about, here's what happened. Schefter had a tweet, a rap had a tweet. I commented and said, Patriots are going to be up 33-0 at halftime, 31-0 at halftime of the Super Bowl. And guess who comes in my mentions? Chiefs fans. It's not Bryson bringing up the Chiefs. Chiefs fans bringing up the They're Chiefs. They're losers. They're fucking losers, dude. And then I they say that we're... I'm sorry. They're losers. Yes. Then they say that the Patriots fans are worried about Chiefs fans. When in reality, I was just actually making a funny comment and not thinking about the Chiefs at all because the Chiefs stink compared to the Patriots because the Patriots are an all-time team and the Chiefs have a quarterback who likes catch-up, is kind of stupid, throws no-look passes, obviously not a very smart guy. Um, he's assistant quarterback. Let's be honest about it. Andy Reid is the goat. Patrick Mahomes is a very untalented player thrown to wide open players because Tom Brady's tight window throw is fourteen point six percent, and Patrick Mahomes' tight window throw is nine point something percent, nine point six percent, I think. So Patrick Mahomes is throwing to wide open guys. Not a very good player. Very bad player. Carried by Sammy Watkins, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey. These are all very bad players. LB. Andy Reid is you know, a very bad offensive coach. Patrick Michael Mahomes Vick just carries people. Alex Smith had a 104.3 rating his last year there. Um, Michael Vick, who has a 80 career rating, uh, the year that he won Comeback Player of the Year, had a 100.3 rating. So maybe they should just like shut the hell up. Yeah, I've seen your team. I've seen Chiefs fans. I've seen your team in September before. It's obviously very good. Scores a lot of points. It's very fun. They cover the spread a whole lot. Then as the year goes on, you know what happens. The Chiefs get worse. The Chiefs start out always start out very fast. And what do the Patriots do, LB? Do the Patriots usually peak early? They get much better. Oh, they get, get much, much better. better. Oh, they add new wrinkles to their offense and to their defense, and they start doing even more things. Like Bill Belichick calls, calls September an extension of the preseason, which it is. And the Patriots are dominating already. Yeah. Everybody else is effed. I'm telling you right now. 
F this NFL, F the Chiefs and their weirdo fans. The Chiefs had the weirdest weirdo fan base in the NFL. Bunch of freaks, bunch of creeps. So congratulations on being the creepiest, freakiest fan base in the NFL. You guys take number one. That's cool. Eagles fans can be the biggest douchebags. You guys get to be like the freaks who like defense just like absolute scum. Chiefs fans, morons. And it's funny because like for years, our buddies from uh, the Broncos would say like the Chiefs fans are the, the worst. And now we see why it is. They're just totally stupid. They don't understand football. They're idiots. Yes, I've, I've actually got a nice thread I'm going to read. Everyone probably saw it if you're listening to this podcast. Someone said, Chiefs fan, responded in my tweet that said, Pats will be up 31 at halftime. I said, he said, sorry, but the Pats can't play the Jets or the Dolphins in the Super Bowl. And I said, sorry, but Tom Brady has a 75% win percentage in the playoffs, 66 win percentage in the Super Bowl. And a Chiefs fan commented, 4-4 four and four on the road. And then... He said, I wonder why they dominate in the regular season, almost like they get free six free wins a year. This comment had zero likes, zero retweets, but 42 comments on it. So Patriots fans ratioed him, most notably Dave Tank, who absolutely owned him with a 16-like comment, which is amazing. You know, Chiefs fans, you gave the Patriots two free wins last year. The Patriots actually, actually had a tougher time, like, against the Miami Dolphins in Miami than against your favorite team in Arrowhead. Isn't that crazy? They did. It's true. Wow. AFC is owning. Wow. AFC is better. Miami Dolphins actually better than the Chiefs. Chiefs, like the Chargers, the Patriots ended the Chargers in like five drives in a playoff game. They ended them in five tries. And then there's the Raiders who are trash. The Broncos are trash. The AFC West isn't much better. Trash. Trash, LB. Bunch of dumb apes. Oh. I'm stuffing rice in my face. LB, is there anything we need to talk about? Any other Chiefs fans that we need to we need to hit up? We need to get at them. Shout out to Dave Tank for for being the man. Oh, I got I got something. Shout out to our girl Mitzi for winning the Tom Brady T-shirt. Oh Thank yes. You so much for listening. Good job. What's her app, by the way, so everybody knows the follower? I don't know. I do not know. I'm sorry. I am a dumb ape. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is that Mitzi won a t-shirt, and I'll, of course, she'll post it as soon as she gets it. Tom Brady shirt. Amazing. Funded by Title Talk, which, by the way, keeps growing by the day. New listeners, new followers on Twitter. Growing account. Everyone loves it. Our boy Fitzy. Coming on the pod. Going to join the pod next week, LB. It's going to be a very fun pod Monday. The Patriots are most likely going to blow the bills out. And then Fitzy's going to come on the pod, and we're going to make fun of everyone. It's going to be amazing. We're going to own like usual, man. What do we not own? Incredible. What do we not own? It's not – I mean, we always own. We own literally everything. Anything I mean, I'm eating peas right now, and I'm making peas relevant. Yeah, shout out to Peas. You would never you be like re- relevant without a, without an LB shout out. Do you but, like Peas? You know, I eat Peas, but I don't really care for them that much. Not going to lie. No, you see, I'm in the same boat, but I feel like like of all the... I don't know, the eatable, right? You know, for me, I, I don't know. I, I kind of look past the Peas whenever they're there. I look past them. Unless they're sugar-snapped, and then I'll take okay. them. Sugar-snapped Peas, I'll take but anything okay, else? Okay, that's fair. Anything else is bogus. That's what I think. Well, I love you, sir. We just own this podcast, and we own every single fan base in the world, including every sport. Every sport. Bronze stands. <laughs> we own you. We own you. We own Don't you, freeze. bronze stands. We own you, Patriots haters. We literally own just about everyone. Title talk owns, and uh, I have also have an announcement for title talk. We're going to be taking the title talk private jet to to the Washington Redskins games where Bryson NFL is going to be sitting club side, going to be drinking shotgun and some brews in, some, in front of some Redskins fans. And I'm just going to take the title talk private plane and it's going to be very fun. I'll live tweet it. I'll, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll surely be able to meet Isaiah Wynn. Surely. 
You better be able to. I mean, you're his biggest fan. I mean, honestly, you're bigger than Isaiah Wynn. It's true. Isaiah Wynn is only no. relevant because of me. It's true. It's true. It's true. Him. Like, nobody – yeah, nobody would even know who he was. They'd be like, Isaiah Wynn, is that the Bryson NFL guy? <laughs> it's amazing. I love it. I love Isaiah Oh, Wynn. I love it. LB, great podcast. Po- the Patriots are going to win. Everyone's going to weep. They're going to win by a lot. If you have money, just go ahead and wait. Wait for the, wait for the very stupid people to bet the game down to Patriots uh, minus six and a half, and you can be safe there. I would bet it at seven. Uh, put a whole lot of money on it, and then you can shout at me later if it doesn't work, but I think it's going to work because the Bills are going to get owned by the Patriots because they're a much better team. They, much, they match up much better than than the Bills do on both sides of the ball. They're just going to own them. The Patriots going to own them. I would bet on the Patriots at 14 and a half. I don't care. Patriots going to kick their ass. Bills fans are going to be jumping out the window like their wide receiver won by the end of this game. Can't blame them. LB, love you very much. I'll talk to you later. And excited for the Monday's podcast with LB and Fitzy. Love you more, sir. 